Hey, and welcome to Becca Babbles Podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you, or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hello, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast, and it's that time again. It's my monthly wrap up. <laughs> um, I haven't been on the podcast in a while because when I first started the podcast, I kind of went crazy because I was like, I want to do as many as I can because like this is fun and I want to get better at it. But now that I realized I kind of went a little too far ahead to where some of it doesn't make sense. I'm like, let's chill out for a sec. So haven't been on here for a while. And let's just hope that it is good, <laughs> that I don't stumble over my words. But I hope you're having a wonderful July and are getting through this giant heat wave. I know I've been trying to stay inside more where there is air conditioning and only go outside when I have to, when I go to work, because it literally feels like a sauna every time I walk outside. But... I wanted to say that I think I'm going to change the format of this episode. I was thinking of doing like my goals and like keeping you guys updated on it. But then I just found myself like, well, I just listed out a ton of goals. Like I think I did three, which to me, I'm like, oh, that's not that much. But then in combination with my actual life, I was like, hmm, okay, this is kind of a lot to keep up with. And... I also realized that some of the things like with the pistol squat, which I'll go into, it's going to take a while. And most of it's going to be me being like, yeah, I got a little bit more stability. I got a little bit stronger. And that's kind of boring to talk about on a podcast. And I had thought that, okay, maybe I'll just, I'll just keep you updated but and that like it w my goals would change every month but that's seeming not to happen so instead what I'm going to do is basically what I learned throughout the month which I think is pretty important because like I'm always learning things I want to keep learning things and I'm only 20 so obviously I have a lot to learn and I feel like if I tell you what I've learned then you could maybe get something from that too. So I'll first start with my goal update and I'll start with the pistol squat one because I've already started talking about it. So basically my strategy for the pistol squat that I had talked about, which if you don't know what a pistol squat is, it's a body weight single leg squat. So instead of doing a lunge, which that is like a single leg squat, instead you would be squatting with, let's say your left leg, and then your right leg would be out in front of you and it's straight and you just squat down and then you come back up and that's pretty much it. But it has to do with a lot more technique than that. But my strategy for just doing the step down, I found wasn't really giving me the strength and stability that I needed. Maybe I might progress that to later, but I found that doing what are called skater squats, which are a regression to the pistol squat, is giving me more stability and coordination 
to progress to the pistol squat. So I'm doing that now. I might show you guys a video on my Instagram just so that you know what I'm talking about because some people don't know what skater squats are. In this case, instead of having my foot out, my right foot out in front, my right foot would be behind me and my knee would be bent and it would be touching the ground so that I have the stability to kind of go up and down. And of course, I'm still doing my ankle mobility because getting down into that deep squat's a bit tough if you don't have an elevated heel to push that knee forward. And instead of doing like two to three sets a day, I'm just doing one with like five reps because it's not supposed to be a workout. I'm just supposed to be practicing it and I'm doing a lot of single leg work in my workouts anyways. So that will therefore then help me get my pistol squat, but hopefully we'll get it soon. I'm getting, I'm seeing slow progressions when it comes to my pistol squat. I used to, my knee would wobble around back and forth like a lot. And now I'm finding that I have a little bit more control. So that's good. My next goal that I had was journaling, which I have really, really enjoyed this. Like I've kind of set up this whole bougie thing in the morning that I do where I have my breakfast, I make my tea, and then after I eat my breakfast, I have some more tea and I sit down by the window and I get out my journal and I either journal about my day yesterday, how I'm feeling, or a question that someone had brought up in a podcast that I listened to, or there's this other girl that I follow, she will sometimes send out emails and will give like a journal prompt. So sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I'll even randomly throughout the day, I'm like, I feel like journaling about this. So I'll write a question down. Or if my therapist gives me a question, I'll write that down too. And just taking whatever I can just to further learn about myself. Um, but then also I just find it gets me into this like, hmm, state, like I can't describe it any other way, but I just find it chills me into my morning instead of straight going into doing mobility or going and doing a workout or straight going into work, which I do enjoy those things, but sometimes I can be such a go, go, go that I never give my body the time to just be like, Ah, state. <laughs> I can't describe it any other way except for noises. So hopefully you're getting where I'm coming from. But I only skipped like two days, I think. And that was because I felt a bit rushed to get things done. And I was like, I don't have time for journaling. But honestly, I kind of missed that I missed out on those days. And I find that when I do it right in the morning, I actually do it if I don't and I tell myself oh I'll just do it later on in the night it just never ends up happening because things get going and if I want to prioritize it I got to do it in the morning and then also I have found that I've filled up journals a lot like I've only I haven't filled up the journal that I've used but I'm almost already done with it which is kind of an issue so I'm always I've always been like a paper pencil person. So it's kind of tough for me to just be like, oh, I'll do, I know some people go on their Google Drive and they're like, oh, I'll just type on there, do my journaling stuff there, which I like that. But then it's like, I want to feel the pencil in my hand. Well, actually it's a pen, 
for some reason I've switched to pens and I really like those but I like the feeling of writing with the pen in my hand and I just it makes me feel artistic I don't know if that makes any sense but it makes me feel happy but then at the same time I start thinking oh but what about all the poor trees <laughs> and also my bank account but you know if it makes me happy it makes me happy and I'll figure out where to put all these journals that I fill up later on and then my last goal which was making a new dish every week not gonna lie I struggled with this one like a lot <laughs> um I did make the chicken drumsticks that I talked about, the avocado pesto pasta and the pad thai. I'm pretty sure those drumsticks were my favorite. They were so good, but my dad might have not liked me as much that night because he has a weak spice palette, or at least we give him a hard time with that. So I'm just easily or just like slowly progressing him to like more and more spice or at least handle it because we like the spice here but I had also made this green goddess quinoa salad and added some turkey because you know we need that protein you might have seen it on my Instagram story that I posted on there and I had made it for myself and had it throughout the week and then I was like oh I'll make it for dinner when I'm with my family and I went a little bit rogue on the recipe which might have not been a good idea because it's like if something works and then you want to show it to someone else maybe don't start switching things up so instead of using quinoa I was like oh I'm going to use white rice and instead of using turkey I'm going to use ground beef the only problem was is that when I had put on the dressing and then the white rice was kind of squishy and I didn't, I forgot to bring the corn. It just like, I don't know what happened. It just looked like one of those things from a TV show where the, where the cafeteria lady would scoop up that really ooey gooey stuff and just splat it on a plate. That's pretty much what it looked like. And then I would try to throw the arugula on the side, but sometimes it just, it just wouldn't, it just didn't look good. And I felt really bad because I'm like, here I'm trying to share it with my family and I've kind of messed it up because I decided to go rogue. But you know, it's a work in progress. That's what cooking's supposed to do. It gave me a way to be more creative with food and have more fun with food. Like what I found is I would put on a playlist and be dancing around with my music while I'm making the food. And I would find myself becoming more and more interested in making the food either look pretty, especially if it's going on my Instagram story, or um, making it taste good, that I cared less about exactly how many calories was in it, or if it had the right macros. And at first, I was really scared to do this. Like I would, I would, while I was cooking, I was having fun. But then I would go to sit down and I was like, oh, shoot, this is something I actually have to eat. And I'd feel myself get a bit overwhelmed. And I was like, oh, no, like, I don't know exactly how much is in this. But then as I kept doing it and I found my family at least trying it or enjoying it, 
I would also enjoy. And then I'd also start changing my mindset to think, how could I make this taste better? And I would ask my parents to rate it on like a one to 10 scale. And I would take their honest criticism. It was a bit tough because, you know, we're still dealing with perfectionism here and like wanting all A's. But I realize you can't always be the best at everything. So I would take their advice and then I'd switch it the next time. And I became more focused on making the food better than figuring out how can I make this the least amount of calories, which really helped me in enjoying food more than just it's something to fuel my body, which is a good thing because, yeah, that is the purpose for food. But then also I feel like that's very robotic and can leave it down to a very black or white thinking where it's like, oh, I'm either eating too much or I'm eating too little. And this kind of gives you the way of it being like an in-between. Also for like when I go out to eat or when other people make food for me, they're not just going to want it to be meat, potatoes, and vegetables. Which again, don't get me wrong, if someone gives me a steak and a sweet potato and Brussels sprouts, I'm going to be very, very happy. So still will always be my number one. But what I should have done though was plan out my meals. Because what I have found is that I would get to each week and I wouldn't know what to make because I didn't have anything prepped ahead of time. I would just think like, oh, I'll just use whatever is in my refrigerator. And then I was like, oh, wait, now I got to go to the grocery store because I don't have this specific thing. Oh, what am I going to make? And I haven't had the habit or I haven't built up the recipes of like things I want to make. So I'm kind of just throwing this out of the blue. So I did try and look at Pinterest and then plan it in my Google calendar. But then of course, I picked the super pretty recipes that had like the 5 million ingredients in them with all the spices I didn't have and all the different vegetables and felt a bit overwhelmed. And then now I'm left with the refrigerator of like, oh, shoot, I need to use this up before it goes bad sort of situation, but I also want to make this other recipe. So that was a bit tough. Maybe I might have started with simpler ingredients or just, I don't know how I'd reframe that. Part of me is just kind of like, I might go back to what I used to do, but I still want to, I still want to have those different creative recipes. I'm definitely going to keep that green goddess quinoa salad recipe because that one was really good but just not use white rice. We've learned from our experience. <laughs> but I also felt overwhelmed because, again, I didn't have these recipes beforehand and I felt like it was taking up a lot of my time. And that's something I'm also getting better at realizing that I always don't have to be working. But I had also felt overwhelmed with time because, like I had said in my last podcast, I think... I started taking two summer school classes. I've never taken summer school classes before. This was my first time in college taking summer school classes. And I was like, ah, they're online. It's fine. Um, and I had taken Texas government and college algebra. Well, didn't realize my college algebra class, I was basically going to be teaching myself algebra. <laughs> and I hadn't taken algebra since I think it was... 10th grade because I had taken calculus my 10th grade 
or junior year. Why am I calling it 10th grade? But I had just found myself being like, oh, no, I'm not going to have enough time to do all this stuff. And I would push myself. And all I was thinking about was those classes and wanting, of course, to get good grades in those classes and get that done. But then I had also decided to start studying for, drumroll please, my personal trainer certification, which hindsight 2020, maybe like not do that when you're taking two summer school classes. But then it was also, it's also been something I'd really wanted to do. Like when I was 17 and the pandemic had all started and everyone was like, I'm going to start doing a new project or I'm going to study this and stuff like that. I had thought about getting my personal trainer certification but sadly because I didn't have my GED or I didn't have my high school diploma you can't get your personal trainer certification so I had kind of pushed it off to the side and forgot about it and when I had taken my kinesiology class in June my teacher had talked about it again and I found myself getting excited and then of course listening to Mind Pump and then wanting to just learn more about personal training for myself. I had just found myself being like, well, this is kind of like the only time I can do it before I start school. So I was like, you know what, if you feel like doing it now, you might as well do it now. And again, Maybe doing it when I had two summer school classes wasn't the smartest thing to do because I felt like I was putting a lot of things on my plate. But, you know, we managed. And thank goodness I had taken anatomy and physiology because that has helped a lot through this. And I've found myself really enjoying the process of going through the textbook and learning about things that I kind of already knew, but it connected the dots better. So like, here's an example. In the textbook, they talk about the different ways that ATP is created, which is a pretty much the energy source that your body uses to perform tasks. And I, I knew that creatine, which is a supplement, helps produce more ATP. And people always talk about it. There's a ton of studies about it. And I can't remember the exact words, but there was a certain system where it's called ATP-PC system. And it's creating ATP, but it also connects using a, I think it's phosphate. Let's see if my study skills have gotten me anywhere yet. Phosphate, creatinine, something like that. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but I was like, that sounds like creatine. And I was like, oh, this might be how ATP is produced or like that's why creatine works. And then in the later on chapters, they explain the benefits of creatine. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know this. And I got really excited or things like I would be performing like as I'm studying, I'm doing like all these different squats or movements so I can remember the different um muscles that are being performed in each each exercise and I would think about when I first started training and I was like oh that makes sense or this makes sense how this would intertwine and I would just find myself getting excited this also just makes me show that like the career that I'm going into is a good idea because I get excited about body movement seeing how the body moves and just overall how the body functions 
And I also did it just so that I would know more information for this podcast so I could talk to you guys about it. And then also maybe start working and helping people now. Like, why do I have to wait until after college? I could make a difference now. And also, like I had said before, just overall more fun for me to learn information and also feel like I have something behind me to talk to you guys about health and fitness because when I started doing this podcast I was like yeah I can go on about health and fitness and stuff like that but I feel like if I have some backing behind me I don't want to say it makes me more of an authority but it makes me feel like I have less of imposter syndrome when it comes to explaining the things that I do know or that I have experienced and stuff like that but Again, like I had said, it was a good review, and I'm glad that I had taken anatomy and physiology, but it's also a good review because I am going to be changing schools. <laughs> Can you see why July's kind of been a little bit crazy for me? So I was going to go to UNT to be in their pre-physical therapy program. But now I've decided to go to Parker University. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a chiropractic school. And I had been debating for a long time about if I want to be a physical therapist or a chiropractor. I've listened to a ton of podcasts that have chiropractors in there. But there's always been that stigma stuck in my head of like, oh, all they do is pop and crack and then let you go and all that stuff. But I started doing more research and I was talking to people who went to Parker. I also talked to other chiropractors outside of Parker and I've shadowed PTs and I also shadowed a chiropractor and I realized there's a lot more similarities than there are differences. It just depends on how you operate your practice and I felt like the more that I learned about chiropractics there was it gave me more flexibility and freedom with my own practice than it would with being a physical therapist. And I just found myself seeing the program that was at Parker made me really excited and also gave me a quicker route to get to where I want to be. Plus their facility is amazing. So I might do a little bit of a podcast about this going more into depth so I don't rant about this on the podcast forever but in short it's a really cool program that allows me to use the credits that I already have and without going into the undergrad program or a undergrad program and then getting my bachelor's and all that stuff I just go straight into what they call their pre-doctorate program which will only take like two trimesters and then go straight into their doctorate program, which will also allow me to get my bachelor's and my master's of choosing at the same time or throughout the like program that they have. And they have different master's programs ranging from like neuroscience, nutrition, public health and strength and conditioning. I don't know if you could already guess which one that I am thinking about going with, but I am if you don't, I was thinking about doing the strength and conditioning, but when I went to go visit the school and they had talked about the neuroscience one, I don't know, I might do that one because that one sounds pretty cool too. So that's kind of all I have for update life-wise. So this is what I've 
actually learned this month. And there was a ton of things that I could pick from that I wanted to talk about, but this was the biggest one that stuck with me this month. And it's don't let other people's words get in the way with your goals, dreams, or passions, or simply what makes you feel good. When I was deciding to switch schools or my career, I had a lot of people's opinions and thoughts coming my way, and I started questioning my own choices. Now, I've become better about being more confident in myself and what I want to do, but it's really hard when people around you that you trust are like kind of put on a pedestal, which again is another thing I'm trying not to do, um, that when they start questioning your own opinions, you start questioning yourself. And again, I had done research about different chiropractors and I had shadowed them and I knew deep down like this was something I want to do. Like I can see myself helping people and improving their movement and seeing them have the smile on their face that they can perform the tasks that they want to do and me knowing all this different knowledge while me also like enjoying my life at the same time. But then other people around me would start questioning things or being like, well, are you like, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm just like, oh, can I actually go through a doctorate program? Am I really capable of doing this? Which FYI, I would have to go to doctorate school anyways to be a PT because like most PTs that own their own business have a doctorate. And when it came to also doing the personal trainer certification, I would have people telling me, oh, it might be too much. You might be burning yourself out, which like maybe I did, maybe I am. But like, again, I find myself having a lot of fun and seeing myself training people and getting excited about the chance to train people and make a difference now. And it warms my heart and I just like, I feel it in my body. And I just get really passionate about seeing my future and making it a reality. But then hearing all these other people question that and second guess that, I start questioning myself. But then what I realized is it's my life. It's how I want to live. They're not living it. They can give me the advice and I can be open-minded to it and I can listen to their advice, but you don't always have to take it. I think that's something that's really important because I had always thought that I need to take advice from everyone else because they know better. They've lived longer. They've had more experience. They know better than me. But the thing is, is that they don't want the same things as me. They don't care about the same things and they don't live the same way that I do. So who's to say that I can or can't do something? Because I know what I want. They don't know that. And that's something that's really hard to kind of confirm in your head because we want that outside validation. But the only person who can actually give you that outside validation is yourself. Because only you know you. No one else knows you. And this can even relate to food. Like, I remember when I started eating more, people would start to question, like, are you sure you want to eat that much? Or, man, you're eating a lot of food than either I was before or than most people. And it was something that was really tough for me to 
be okay with because it was a really big fear I had. I was like, well, okay, then I might gain weight and I might get fat and this is wrong. When it's like, no, I know deep down, like I need this food to fuel my body. I need this food to like lift the weights that I want to lift and also stay focused in school. And when I would start eating desserts and stuff, people would be like, oh, but isn't that like bad for you? And it's like, well, okay, maybe if you were looking at the nutrition's perspective or the not nutrition perspective, but like the 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 value of nutrition content in it, you might say, okay, that might not be like benefiting my body in that way, but like on a mental health perspective and feeling free within my body, this treat is allowing me to do that. So again, it's all about you knowing what's best for you and your body. Yes, people can give you advice, but you don't have to take it. And a lot of the times people just say these things because they're not used to you changing and change is hard for people. They're not going to come out and say like, oh yeah, you changing makes me uncomfortable because no one's going to actually like realize that. But you doing what you want to do is going to make yourself feel your best and just keep your blinders on and keep doing what you're doing. And that's the most important thing when it comes to living your life and feeling your best. So I hope you got something out of that and that you liked hearing all my life updates. I hope you're having a wonderful July and staying cool. And I appreciate you listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions or topics you want me to talk about, just DM me at Rebecca.8 and email me at BeccaBabblesPodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have it for today. And I hope you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to babble with you next time. 